you were a kid, did you ever want to join the Darkwing fan club? I don't know if I would have, but I would have had some interest in it. Anyway, welcome to the Say Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I don't want to live on the same continent as you. Oh, Mike, that's not nice. <laughs> oh, man, how's nah. the family going, Mike? Um, We're fine. You know, we, uh, things are good. How's your family? Uh, they're good. They just hit the bed and stuff. You know, got to get ready for school tomorrow, and wifey claiming she got to get her beauty rest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah, man, but everything's good. You know, daughter's been uh, playing soccer. You know, well, they haven't started the season yet, but they just started practicing. She's on a new team. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I've noticed a lot of the kids on her team this year is their first time playing. So, oh, man, it's, it's, I don't, it's not looking too good right now. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> All right. But, uh, hey, Mike, um, for people who are just tuning in to us for the first time, because uh, we finally reached 900 on our Facebook page. Nice. Uh, we, yeah, we've been getting a lot of new followers, a lot of people saying, hey, I'm just now checking out your podcast for the first time. Uh, where can they listen to us at, man? Lots and lots and lots of places. If you guys are just finally tuning in, get ready for this. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, Google uh, Play, Apple Devices, uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Uh, you can listen to us on your uh, Amazon Echo. Also, we're on YouTube and tons of other places. I I just don't have time to name, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have time to name all right it's just, we, we're we everywhere yeah we're everywhere we got to get rolling all right uh i want to give a few shout outs mike just a few i'm not going to overdo it this time uh i want to give a shout out to jason linder he's been commenting on our page uh quite a bit lately uh and i also want to give one to a new guy uh it was uh adrian i had it here oh my oh there it is adrian mateo uh he was a guy I found on instagram and he's working on a megavolt cosplay that i shared on the page man and i saw that it's nice yeah, and I haven't posted it an update, but he actually painted it, uh, the head recently, and it's looking really good, man. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I can't wait to see his finished product of that, man. It'll be nice when it's done. Yeah, man. Uh, Mike, you wanted to uh, read a little something to everybody today. Yeah, we got a really nice uh, little bit of feedback from a listener. Um, his name is Kevin W. Smith. Uh, he messaged us a couple of days ago, and I, I definitely wanted to read what he wrote because it was a really nice comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote, I am enjoying the podcast, but I will admit I am skipping around listening to you break down my favorite episodes first. I do like the inclusion of production order, background info on the writers, and the positive negatives about the different animation studios used on the episode. My favorite, ep- my personal favorite was Disney Australia. Mike is correct in praising them so highly. They also did some stellar episodes of Goof Troop, Bonkers, and the Aladdin show. I also like the background history and current info on the different voice actors. That is really interesting, too. I also like the non-DW-related podcast, like the one you did on the the debut of Disney+. Plus. also wanted to say keep up the good work on the podcast. I'm still playing catch-up, usually when I'm upstairs drawing or out walking. Well, thank you very much, Kevin W. Smith. Uh, He also says he likes uh, G1 Transformers. I know that makes you happy, Will. Woohoo! As well as Godzilla, and he does say he's a Bonkers fan. Uh, I know that's your favorite show, Will. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop. You, you know you love Fall Apart, Rabbit. Anyway, um, he also asked if we own any DW animation cells. I don't have any. Do you, Will? No, I don't have any either, man. He says he has a Bushroot one with uh, DW. He has one with Morgana. 
mm-hmm. and even one with Megavolt and Negaduck. That is really cool. Yeah, that's so, really cool. Thank you for the feedback. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And um, we, you know, we um, would love to get more of it. Anybody who wants to send us comments, you know, please do. We'd love to hear how we're doing. Yeah. So, Mike, how, how do you feel about him, like, jumping around, you know? That's it's fine. I mean, not everyone's going to like every episode and mm-hmm. not everyone's probably seen every episode. And you, uh, people have their favorites. There are episodes people don't probably don't want to listen to. And we understand. Yeah. I mean, we're doing we're in we're in this for the long haul. We're doing every single episode like this one, for example, <laughs> which I have to say me and you are not entirely too thrilled about. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I noticed some people are starting from the beginning who are just now finding us. Uh, some people are picking their favorites. Some people are just like, eh, I'm not worried about going back until, uh, you know, maybe if it's an episode I really enjoy, which is fine. Don't bother me one bit because I'll be honest with you. There's like two episodes. I wish I didn't have to rewatch, you know, <laughs> it, <laughs> so far. It happens. It yeah. happens. So I, I don't take that personal at all. Not one bit. Mm-mm. Me neither. Mm hmm. So here we are with today's episode. It is called Cleanliness is Next to Badliness. <laughs> and um, in case you did, in case you guys didn't know listening, that's actually a play on a phrase, uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. Very outdated phrase, which kind of uh, equates being clean to being pure and good. Um, I've, I haven't heard someone use that phrase in a long time, but that's what the title is referencing. Our original air date is Tuesday, October 15th, 1991, and it was 36th in production order. This week, we only have two Disney Afternoon episodes before getting back to Saturday morning. Mm. And like I said last time, this is the uh, the first of three consecutive Steelbeak episodes. Um, so our story editor this time is Tom Minton. I know we've mentioned him a couple of times. Yep. Uh, we have two writers on this one, Gary Sperling. We have mentioned that writer. He did a few episodes so far. And a one-time writer named Stephen Hibbert. Um, this is only Darkwing episode. He did an episode of Tiny Toons, episode of Animaniacs, a few episodes of Boy Meets World, interestingly enough. Um, he was also an actor. Lots of oh, bit okay. parts in movies like Austin Powers, The Cat in the Hat, National Treasure. Um, hmm. Doing a bit of research, I found out his most um, well-known role or at least his most infamous role, was the Gimp in Pulp Fiction. Mm. Which I'm not too familiar with that movie. Are you? Oh, yeah, I am. I mean, I'm, I'm outing myself right here. It's like I, I've never really seen it. What? So, yep. Oh, man, you got to watch Pulp Fiction. That's a great Tarantino movie, man. But I know... Well, you tripping, Mike. <laughs> eh, it is what it is. Um, but I read that people who... Um, enjoy that movie, do know what the character is. It's a role he's known for. So he's an actor and a writer. Okay. Um, so yeah, Stephen Hibbert and Gary Sperling. This is the only episode they did together. And the animation this week is from Disney Australia. We really haven't seen them in a few weeks, have we? Yeah, you like Australia a lot, right? I do love the Australia studio. Um, they, they got some boo-boos in here. Yeah, this isn't one of their better ones. I'm not going to say it's their worst Disney half hour because their earliest episodes of Winnie the Pooh didn't look anything like their style at all. They were brand new at the time. Mm-hmm. They got started in 88. Um, so this is this is definitely their weakest Darkwing show by far. Okay. And the animation mistakes start actually really early in the episode. And really? It's re- and it, 
is a big one. <laughs> it's really, really hard to miss. I don't know how this episode turned out like this. It's just animation wise, there are some good moments in it, but it's also very sloppy. I'll be honest with you. Um, but again, Disney Australia was a newer studio. You know, they get they get better. They get much, much better. Um, so we start with Steelbeak. Actually, yeah. we start with Steelbeak finally. Yeah, we get Steelbeak. Uh, he's confessing to a woman he's dating why he hasn't dated her in a while. <laughs> it's really weird, you know? It, yeah. It's like, it, it's like they, they have him coming off as a player. <laughs> there's, there's a woman sitting on his lap. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for the tiny little dog nose, you would think it was a human. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's uh, he's talking to her, and then suddenly High Command comes on the TV. Great little bit. He stands up. The woman falls off his lap. He hits a button, and she falls down a trapdoor in the floor. <laughs> <laughs> to God knows where. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, this is actually we meet Steelbeak first, not like 15 minutes in, like the last time we saw him. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, but, he's starting off the episode. But who's the higher above that's calling him? It's Foul High Command. And uh, did you <laughs> did you know that um, there's only one of them talks and it's Dan Castellaneta doing the voice? Really? Oh, man, I didn't I did not know that. Yeah, it's he didn't just do Megavolt. OK, they got him for this episode for the few characters, actually. Mm-hmm. So he voices the uh, the Foul High Command and he's got some bad news for Steelbeak. Yeah, the. The money, they're the money's getting. They're having some cutbacks on Foul. Yeah, Foul <laughs> needs money, and Steelbeak says, "Yeah, things are tough all over." Um, <laughs> you know what I like? I do. We, I'm not. This isn't one of my favorite episodes, honestly. But what I do like about it, it gives Steelbeak a little bit of a chance to emote a little bit. To mm-hmm. it's it's a different kind of episode for him. He, so it gives Rob Paulson a chance to do a little bit a little bit different with the voice. Mm-hmm. I know, you know we're not. I know we're not rating the villain because we rated the villains on this episode. But what yeah. I, I I like about this episode, he comes off cocky. Uh, the, you see frustration with him. He wants to fight. He's a player. You know, like he he knows how to spit game to these women, man. He he's working yeah. it. <laughs> he's a, he's a little vulnerable too, you know. Mm-hmm. And they want him to do some bank heists. And uh, he's like, I don't do bank heists. And they're like, well, there'll be some but, uh, salary cutbacks. And he, they convince him to do it. Mm-hmm. And after they hang up, he's like, well, I don't do this. I'll just say no. What can they do to me? And his reflection says, well, they did feed your predecessor through six trash compactors. And yeah. he's like, okay, okay, <laughs> you talked me into it. But um, he's he cool. Oh, no, go ahead, Mike. Oh, but we haven't talked about the huge animation mistake. Yeah, I was going to get there. I was like, but what's going on on this scene, Mike? Okay, well, it's when it starts, he's wearing a purple robe. He's not wearing his usual white suit. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, a couple of scenes in, he's wearing the white suit. And then it cuts to another scene. He's wearing the purple robe again. And back and forth and back and forth, all in the same sequence. It's bad, Mike. It's really well, bad. But it's not even like they painted it wrong. It's going from the robe to his usual suit. And then it back to the robe. <laughs> yeah, it isn't a painting mistake. Someone didn't get the memo that he's supposed to wear one consistent outfit. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one of the worst animation mistakes in any episode of Darkwing Duck. There is one that tops it. Yeah. One that tops it that I can think of. Um, but for this episode, it's the worst one I can spot. Definitely the worst mistake I think Disney Australia ever made. 
And it's not one of those mistakes, Mike, that like you got to be paying attention hard. There's like there's just no way you cannot notice it. It's impossible to not notice it. It's, yeah. it's so in front of you, you know? Unless you're not looking at the screen, there's no way you're going to miss it. <laughs> so he decides he's not doing this alone. He needs someone with a smaller mind, he says. So who does he call? Ammonia. Yeah, your favorite, right? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls Ammonia Pine. Uh, she doesn't want to answer, but he says there's this annoying stain he just can't get out. And she immediately shows up at his door. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was there instantly. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So he starts to butter her up and tells her he's always admired her. Mm -hmm. And then we cut cut away to the Mallard house. Yeah, we get Goss, and she's, uh, she's talking to, business. Yeah, she's talking about she wants to start a Darkwing fan club. Yeah, she mentions a superhero named Perfect Guy. There's a perfect guy fan club, and if and if he can make all this money on a fan club, and they have a real superhero in the house, they should do it too. Mm -hmm. By the way, Honker's sitting right next to her, and it takes him over 17 minutes in the episode to actually say a single word. Yeah, he he pops up frequently in it, but he doesn't say anything. No, it takes him a very long time. Yeah. Um, so then Drake comes to the door, and I think this this sequence has probably the most consistently good animation in the entire episode. Mm -hmm. Like the facial expressions, the body language is really, really good in this scene. And uh, so Goslin hits dark, hits Drake with the Darkwing fan club idea. Yeah, he's, he's a little bit skeptical at first. Yeah, he's not totally against it, but he is skeptical. Mm -hmm. She shows him a homemade poster. <laughs> and it's terrible. And he looks at it and he's like, you got my good side too. Um, but the conversation has to stop because what flies into her bedroom? Uh, what was it? I don't remember, Mike. The flash quack. Oh, oh my God. I don't know why I couldn't think of it, but the flash quack, yeah, it flies in and it's uh, Jay Hoover. Jay Gander Hooter. Jay, we haven't, we don't see him, but he mentions him. Yeah, he mentions him and basically he's telling them about the bank heist. He's got to get out there. Mm -hmm. bank, uh, banks were knocked over last night. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Goslin wants to come with him and he tells her, you know, you have to stay and clean up your room. And, you know, that whole thing, cleaning up her room's going to come back a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. So uh, Darkwing heads out. Yeah, but Goss is she's trying to convince Honker like, hey, we need to go anyway. I like the little bit. She jumps on the bed, and because she jumped on the bed, his glasses fly off his head. Yeah, <laughs> has a little cute little animation touch. Um, so Darkwing and Launchpad show up at the crime scene. Yeah, the whole building's on its side. Yeah, it's like split in half or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like broken off its foundation like cleanly and yeah. laying on its side. But then Goslin shows up with a bunch of kids. Yeah, the fans. <laughs> and really, really fast, we have three kids, um, and I know who voiced each of them. Oh, dude. A couple, a couple of them are really easy. Okay. The chubby kid with the overbite, uh, that's Rob Paulson. All like, right, there's Rob. no way you missed that. He sounds just like PJ. <laughs> He's wearing a Darkwing cape, too. The little girl, actually, she gets one line, but they brought in a unique voice actress to, to play this one little girl. Her name is Pat Music. And she actually has a pretty long career, and I'm not going to go into it. This character gets one line. It's the only character this woman plays. So I'm not really going to go into it. I hope you don't mind. Okay. Um, but she was a voice actor mid-'80s, like everybody else, Hanna-Barbera, some Disney stuff, still active, minor roles, no major characters. And the tall, skinny kid is Katie. Oh, that was Katie Lee. You know how I know? How's that? He sounds just like Baby Rolf. Ah, uh, I did not catch that. 
Mm-hmm. Later on, he's like, all right. And he sounds just like Rolf. <laughs> so, yeah. Katie, Katie loved voicing him, too, man. Yeah, because he talks a whole bunch of times. Oh, mm-hmm. you mean Baby Rolf. Yeah, Baby Rolf. Yeah. I, lo- I love Rolf. He's one of my favorite Muppets. Baby or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Darkwing is not happy the kids are there, but he, you know, he tells them the kids to stick around and he'll they they can watch him in action. And what happens to the uh, the building when he when he touches it? Man, it goes like right down the street, like all into the city, man. <laughs> it slides right down the road and has to run out of the way. And Darkwing gets crushed against the wall. Mm-hmm. But since that- it was sliding on soap. That was a good animation scene, though, when they showed him crushed up against the wall. Yeah, I think they handled the building moving really well, the sliding mm-hmm. building. Yeah, they really did. And, like, the, the way he looked up on the wall, they made him look like a, like a pop-up picture, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like he was 2D, not 3D. Yeah, he, he's flattened. He falls off the wall and he hits the ground like a – and it makes a sound effect like a sheet of cardboard hitting the ground. Yeah. So he discovers that soap was involved with this crime. Yeah, so that's a dead giveaway who's involved. Yeah. Who would, that, who would that be? <laughs> yeah, Miss Pine? <laughs> yeah, so we see them next. They're driving Ammonia's vehicle. Did we see this vehicle in uh, Dirty Money? I don't think we did. No, nah, it was it was a different vehicle she had. Yeah, and this one, it's like two detergent bottles side by side. Mm-hmm. Driving it like a tank. Yeah. So they demonstrate, you know, how they do this. They knock over the building, and she uses the vacuum in the... You know, the, the tank to suck up all the money. Yeah, and this is where you really see Stillbeat just working. He is sweet-talking her up, man. Like, Yeah, you can tell it's making him sick to his stomach, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he clearly cannot stand her. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sweet-talking her is getting the job done, so yeah. he's going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So, go back to the hideout. The yep. kids, Goslin brings the kids up to the hideout with blindfolds. She's respecting Darkwing's secret identity. Mm-hmm. And she asks him to do a, a little bit of a demonstration. Oh, yeah. He starts showing off like crazy. <laughs> so he, he disappears in a puff of smoke a couple of times. I like the second time he does it, he reappears on top of a console, just kind of sitting back and yeah. with, his, with his hands up on his knees. <laughs> then he brings in Launchpad. And poor Launchpad. He, he, Launchpad has no idea what's coming. He says, uh, what does he say? Uh, pretend Launchpad here is a witless, brainless thug. I know it's a stretch. Did you see and, LP's facial expression when he said that? He didn't appreciate that one bit. <laughs> yeah, for a second he kind of makes his brainless face and then realize he's he realizes he's being insulted. Yeah. And then Darkwing starts to kick his butt. And then really goes after him. Like, he doesn't let up. Mm-hmm. Like, kicks him once and Launchpad's okay with it. But then Darkwing goes after him. Like, all throughout the hideout. And <laughs> Launchpad has to run away from him. Yeah, but while this is going on, Goss is she's like working the fans, man. She's like trying to sell all kind of merchandises, like the yeah. caves and stuff, you know. Goslin's all about the money, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells um one kid he can't take pictures because mm-hmm. what is she selling? Um, a book. She was selling the no. She told him they couldn't take notes. I think was it was it oh, notes or pictures? Right, notes. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm. I yes, notes. But then one kid has a homemade cape, the chunky kid. Yeah. So she pulls out like an actual real Darkwing cape. And I love this bit of animation. She pulls the cape out of like the envelope she has it in. Mm-hmm. And like for three whole seconds, the entire screen is pink as the camera fly as the cape flies past the camera. It's really cool. I think that's some pretty cool animation there. And um, so, yeah, Darkwing's actually getting into this whole fan club thing. And he thanks Goslin for doing this for him. Yeah. And have Launchpad sitting there in a heap. 
Mm-hmm. And throughout all this dialogue, I listened to this episode for the second time with my headphones on on Disney Plus on my phone. And the second, and as Darkwing is jumping around in the background fighting Launchpad, you hear him kicking Launchpad's butt in the background. <laughs> very, very vaguely through all the dialogue, you hear Launchpad's getting his butt kicked. Um, so anyway, what happens next? Next, uh, Darkwing has like a like a performance he's got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like on a diving board, like up on a skyscraper. <laughs> he's wearing a robe. He's all full of himself. Oh, he's shining he, too, man. <laughs> he's coming up with some new ideas as well, like things she can do for the fan club. Uh, they mentioned cereal boxes, prizes in cereal boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they knew this when they were writing it, but of course, you remember the Kellogg's, the toys in the cereal boxes, right? Yeah, I got the toys, and I did get the uh, the fanny pack from the cereals. Yeah, I had all of that, too. I think we mentioned that a long time ago on the podcast. But, yeah, yeah. I have the PVCs, and I had the fanny pack. Didn't uh, the Kellogg's Frosted Flake, didn't they give something different? It wasn't the toys. It was something else, wasn't it? No, I think each – I think all the different boxes had a different PVC. Okay, so, okay so as long as it was Kellogg's. Yeah. Okay. Like if you bought Special K or Raisin Bran or something, you'd get one of those figures. Okay. I just sent away for all four of them. It was much easier than buying all the boxes of cereal. Yeah, I think I got a few of the Chip and Dale ones too from that from the Kellogg's one. Yeah, I have Dale. the Darkwing, DuckTales, I have Tailspin, I have Goof Troop as well. Okay. I know there were Gummy Bears ones too, but I didn't watch Gummy Bears, so I never bought them. Okay. Um, so I think this show Goslin's putting on, I think I think it's just her, the kids, and like a fake backdrop of an audience. I can't tell if it's just a poor background drawing. What was your take on it? I thought it was I thought it was supposed to be legit, but I guess like they were trying to make the 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 three kids stand out more. Yeah, I I couldn't tell like what the idea was cuz even the applause launchpad using a record. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's a whole fake show just for those three kids. Oh, okay. So you feel like they were trying to manipulate those three kids. Yeah, cuz Behind the kids is this really crudely painted background of a whole audience. And it's so crude that it's got to be fake. Okay. And I, it makes more sense for the show to only have an audience of three kids. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Darkwing's up on the up on the top of the the backdrop. And he's, he's wearing this sequined outfit. It's his usual outfit, but it's all shiny. Oh, yeah. um, but he does an intro. Go for I it. am the rhinestones in the jumpsuit of justice. <laughs> and um, remember when I mentioned Dan Castellaneta is in this episode? Yeah. He's the announcer. Oh, okay. The guy who says the hardest working duck in St. Canard. So Dan's yep. all over this one. Dan is all over this episode. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, Steelbeak and Ammonia Pine notice the commotion, mm-hmm. and they turn around, look behind them, and I've always loved Ammonia's uh, line. She says, um, looks like Megavolt's having a block party. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see a block party with Megavolt. Like, that would be fun. Although it probably would just be Megavolt with a bunch of light bulbs. High power, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Steelbeak sees what's going on, realizes he can blow off some steam by battling Darkwing. Oh, he gets excited, though, when he saw it was Darkwing. Yeah, but Darkwing's actually, he jumps up the diving board, he lands on top of the rat catcher, he's doing all these stunts. Mm-hmm. He's pretty skilled. Yep. And just as Darkwing, you know, gets off the rat catcher, the villains show up and basically all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Well, Ammonia started it off by shooting him with some suds or something. And yeah. And blew him across the screen. 
Yeah, Ammonia keeps going going at Darkwing first, and it keeps aggravating Steelbeak because he just wants to blow off steam, and mm-hmm. Ammonia's always hogging the action. Yeah, that's he, one, of the, one of the things that's driving Steelbeak nuts. Yeah, he even says that. I mean, he he mentions how he's getting frustrated because she's getting all the action, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're both hit by soap blasters, Darkwing and Launchpad. There's a spinning platform. Ammonia hits it with the mop, spins them around, makes them dizzy, and Steelbeak ties them up by their feet and hangs them upside down. But then yeah. Darkwing, it's like it's a whole bunch of different things happen really fast. Darkwing uses the gas gun. Ammonia Pine goes after them with the mop again. Steelbeak punches Darkwing right in the face. Yeah, he punched them hard too. And Darkwing goes flying up in the air and lands like a hundred feet away, and then Launchpad lands on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've what? always this great little exchange. He goes, Launchpad, what are you doing? And Launchpad goes, uh, crashing just comes natural to me. <laughs> yeah, and the fertilizer ended up everywhere, Mike. Yeah, because uh, Darkwing decides, you know, that's Ammonia's weakness. He pours fertilizer all over, over the ground, mm-hmm. and it, Ammonia just totally flips out. Yeah, she starts cleaning <laughs> during the battle. <laughs> and some fertilizer hits Steelbeak in the face, and he's like, I don't believe this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, poor Steelbeak. You actually feel kind of bad for him here. Yeah. Um, I do want to shout out the next scene when Darkwing's gas gun gets soapy, mm-hmm. and all the characters are trying to grab it, but it keeps flying out of their hands. Yeah. I really love the animation here. It's probably my favorite animation in the entire episode. And this animation in this one scene... Remember the opening, uh, that sinking feeling? Yeah. Darkwing on the darkwing on the bridge and everything? Mm-hmm. And remember Megavolt with the comic book in comic book capers mm-hmm. when it hits him in the face? That's all this animator. It's my favorite Disney Australia animator, and I've been going crazy trying to figure out what his name is. I think I've narrowed it down to an animator named Andrew Collins. I think he was one of the best animators they had at that studio. But I, I'd love to know if that's definitely him. But okay. you know me. Got to do it. Got to do the shout-outs when... Good animation shows up. <laughs> so anyway, just as things getting crazy, Ammonia discovers the vehicle they're driving is out of soap. Mm-hmm. So they leave. Yeah. But Goss isn't too happy what she just saw. Yeah, the kids are like, yeah, look, Darkwing saved the day. And Goslin's like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. she isn't happy with it. Not in that one bit. No. So the next day she... Goes over to Drake, they're in the house, and she's like, Dad, I think we should dissolve the fan club. Because she realizes this is distracting him too much. And mm-hmm. everybody almost got killed. Yeah, he was, he was getting his butt whipped, too. And the kids were in danger, too. You know, mm-hmm. They were right there. And he won't do it. He wants, okay. nothing, he wants nothing to do with the idea. He sends her to her room so she can clean it. Yeah, he's not skeptical no more. He He's really feeling himself. <laughs> yeah, he's total ego mode. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan again, if you listen to the TV in the background, that's him rattling on. I have no idea what he's saying, but I can definitely tell it's him. Dang, Dan was all over this one. 30 years of listening to The Simpsons, you know what um, his voice sounds like, even when he's not doing crazy voices. (laughs) I can always tell when it's him. And again, I had my headphones on, and I can hear the TV in the background during the entire scene. I'm like, hey, that's Dan. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, she gets sent to her room. So um, next we see Darkwing and Launchpad in the Thunderquack. Get yeah, a little Thunderquack action. Yeah, but he's got the fans with him this time. And Honker's there, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot Honker was there, too. Honker's in, like, all these scenes, but he doesn't say a word yet. He does, though. He eventually speaks. He eventually does, yeah. So they actually come across Ammonia Pine and Steelbeak and park behind them. 
And the kids the kids blow his cover by chanting. Yeah. They were dark way wing, too loud. Dark wing, dark wing, and he's like Honker shushes them. Mm-hmm. Like Honker's smart enough to know better. Yeah. So because of that, Steelbeak Steelbeak knows he's there. Mm-hmm. Steelbeak sees him. Uh Darkwing gets a second entrance. He says, I am the stain that can't be rubbed out. And Steelbeak goes, I guess you got me. <laughs> and holds out his hands. You noticed another animation mistake. Yeah. I noticed his hands were like yellow and then it flickered to white. Yeah, the hands changed like the intensity of the color changes. But that's not that one wasn't major. That was a minor one I just happened to catch. So that's not one I, I think most people are going to catch. Yeah, it's like I said, the episode's kind of sloppy. Even when there are no mistakes, some of the actual animation is a little cheap, a little stilted. Mm-hmm. Not all of the animation is great in this one, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so Darkwing actually handcuffs him. Okay. And just and just when Darkwing's <coughs> getting all gloaty, Launchpad's like, whatever happened to Ammonia? And they both get hit by her, her soap gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she gets the handcuffs off Steelbeak. They kidnap the kids. Yeah, they got Steelbeak, them hostage. Yep, Steelbeak's like, even you have the brains to stay away from us. So the kids are going to get it. Mm-hmm. So they leave with the kids. Well, now this is where all of Steelbeak's charm comes back on them. Yeah, this is when things stop going Steelbeak's way, even less than they already were. <laughs> um, because they're almost done. They don't. They have to like knock down one more bank, and their job is done. They've, yeah. they've made enough money. But she she's falling hard. Oh, I'm not gonna say she. Ammonia is falling hard for Steelbeak. Yeah, she's falling for him. All his all his sweet talk has actually de- de- definitely done it to her. So but, she asks him if he'll marry her. Mm-hmm. He's still teasing her. He's still conning her. He's still he's still sweet talking her up, man. Well, at this point, he's just amused by it. Mm-hmm. Like he's amused by it, and he's like, and he tells her sure. <laughs> yeah, but you could t- like if you're watching the episode, you you can see him snickering to the side, you know. He's like, I'm so moved. <laughs> <laughs> and as and it's a, it's just a distraction Honker needs to escape. Yeah, because uh, well, first of all, her vehicle, the red uh, blinker Thank thing, you. Start, yeah, got ahead of myself. <clears throat> mess the mess mm-hmm. monitor. Yeah, because. Because there's some gum on a on a park bench on a uh, bench, not a park bench. Did you did you see what the bench said? Yeah, join the Darkwing Duck fan club. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's some gum on the bench, and she just has to clean it up. So Honker mm-hmm. escapes on a bubble, floats all the way back to the house, and we don't get we don't get quite there yet. We we see Darkwing and Launchpad still slipping everywhere on the soap. Yeah, this is when and, he kind of confesses he should have entered the flan, uh, the fan club. Yeah, and he's like, oh, the kid's going to get it. It's all my fault. And Launchpad, like the line of the episode, Launchpad goes, boy, you must feel really rotten. <laughs> and he's like, in his face. like, thank you for being understanding. <laughs> but he realizes they have to go after the kids. They have to get them. Regardless of what Steelbeak said, they have to do it. Yeah. And then we get Honker showing up in Goslin room. Yep. Got. Yep. Honker floats it on a bubble. I timed it. It's 17 minutes, 35 seconds. Honker finally starts talking. Yay, Katie. Yeah. Yay, Katie, there you are. Uh, so Honker tells uh, Goslin what's going on. He mentions the mess monitor. And Goslin's like, hey, if there's a mess to be made, I'm the one to make it. Mm-hmm. So she decides to trash the house so that Ammonia will come to them. Wasn't she baking a cake or something? And Honker yeah. was like, 
like Hunker was like kind of confused. Why are you baking a cake? And I guess she's trying to tell him like, have you seen me bake a cake? The mess yeah. I'll make. <laughs> yeah. At first, Hunker doesn't think they should make such such a big mess, but Goslin's like, but I'm doing this for the kids, Hunk. Mm-hmm. And then Hunker goes, come on, let's hit your dad's room. And then Mike <laughs> Fowl's calling back in. We get Fowl yeah. again. You know what's interesting? What's Fowl that? actually succeeds in their plot. Mm-hmm. Like technically. Yeah, they Stilbeek, do. Stillbeak's job was to knock over banks and steal the money. They actually do that because High Command calls and said, thanks to you guys, we're up to a full schedule of evil. Mm-hmm. So the villains actually got away with their plan. Yep. Technically, that's actually it, it flies it flies over your head at this point because you're too interested in what's happening with Steelbeak and Ammonia Pine. Yeah. But they actually they did it. They're done with their job. But then High Command lays a bombshell on Steelbeak mm-hmm. because Ammonia Pine has been reporting to them saying how much she's loved working with them. They're going to put the two of them together indefinitely. Yeah, they got to team up, and he's not feeling that one No, <laughs> he is mad. But before he can do anything, Darkwing shows up again. Yep, we get another scuffle. Mm-hmm. But he starts saying, I am the terror. He can't even get very far. Then he gets hit by the mop again. <laughs> um, a quick scene of like LP and DW like right on top of Steelbeak wrestling with him. Yeah, we get finally we see Steelbeak's feet, man. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yet, not yet. And because they're wrestling, and then the mess monitor goes off. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, they gotta go to the house. That's like right. this is the big one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Steelbeak uh, throws Darkwing in the trunk of the vehicle, and Launchpad hangs onto the back of it. Mm-hmm. They show up at the Mallard house. And starts sucking everything up. Mm-hmm. And the, Goslin puts a, what you say, wacky glue on the foundation. Is that what that was? I couldn't figure out what it was, what that's she what, had. Okay. Yeah, that's what she said. But um, the vacuum rips open the side of the house, and then all the furniture starts flying out. Mm-hmm. So Darkwing, Launchpad saves Darkwing. Darkwing starts fighting with Steelbeak. And finally, Steelbeak loses it. Because he realizes, because... Ammonia Pine is obsessed with cleaning and couldn't focus on the job. They're basically losing now. They're getting yep. beaten up by Darkwing. They lost the kids. They're losing now. And Launchpad has a fit. Uh, he's mad. And she's like, does this mean you don't want to marry me? Mm-hmm. Marry you? <laughs> I don't even want to live on the same continent as you. That was so and mean. <laughs> yeah, she, you know what? I don't like Ammonia Pine very much, but she looks so hurt. Oh, man. Yeah, you feel bad for her on that scene. She looks really upset. She's, like, kind of, like, slinking away from him, and she looks so wounded. Mm -hmm. But then then he he gets her angry by telling her he actually likes dirt. And that's when you see his feet. Okay. Like, this is great. Rob Paulson, just as Steelbeak losing it, he's like, give it to me. Give it to me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And And he's he's laughing. (laughs) Yeah, he was putting the dirt all over himself, too. And yes, you're right. You see his chicken feet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we keep mentioning feet. I'm sorry we keep doing it. But, you know, it's interesting to see him with his shoes off. I didn't think you, I don't, you know, it's chicken feet. I don't expect that, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, Ammonia Pine's done. She ain't upset anymore. She's just mad. Um, but while they're fighting, Darkwing points out that all the stuff's been sucked into the vehicle, which explodes, throwing furniture everywhere. Huge mm-hmm. mess. And Ammonia Pine's done. She's like, I washed my hand of this whole affair. 
Yeah, and she tells and she tells tells Steelbeak, I'm reporting you to high command. Yep. So Steelbeak's screwed. And yeah. so she leaves. The two of them are gone. Yeah, she she hit a button on the vehicle for them to escape though. Yeah, like the little uh, nozzle on the, the tip of the the button, uh, the vehicle pops off and they fly up through the air and goodbye ammonia pine. Yeah, how, how <laughs> they? I didn't kind of get that part. I was like, how are they supposed to land? You know? I guess we're not supposed to think about it. Okay. <laughs> and, um, so the episode's pretty much over. Goslin goes over to Darkwing. She's like, "See what a messy room can do." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, Darkwing just goes, "Crime fighting's a dirty job, kiddo." And he says that as they walk past the house, which is like completely ruined. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look as bad as the Muddlefoots did, and when aliens collide, but that house is gonna need a lot of work done now. Yeah. Um. So that's that's cleanliness is next to badliness. Um. It has its moments. I will say it's always fun to have Steelbeak around. Yeah. Because Rob Paulson is just great with that voice. Love him. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, Disney Australia does a good job with the animation, but it's very, very few and far between in this one. You have to, like, find a good animation this time. Yeah. The story-wise... It's, eh, not, te- it's not, not terrible. It's not our worst. It's going to depend whether or not you like Ammonia Pine very much. Yeah. That's a big part of it. All right, so Mike, let's get into these gas gun canister scores, man. You, you start. Okay, you want me to start off? Uh, I think I'm gonna give it a two. Um, Why is it's that? Not, it's not the worst, you know. The animation, like you, you know, there, there's there's certain shots where it's really good, and then you know the the two errors, and one of them is huge. Um, Steelbeak, I like Steelbeak in this episode because you see him all kind of different ways. You see him as a player. You see how he's cocky. You see how, like, really, he doesn't do any of the work. Ammonia's doing all the work as far as the well, bank heists, you know? Well, um, point out, this is the only episode with Steelbeak that doesn't have Eggman in it. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I didn't even realize that. You know, uh, I do like the fouls all over this scene. You know, Goss is, like, taking initiative with the fan club. I don't know. But I don't know if it's because Ammonia and the cleaning list thing, but... <sighs> Is it something about this episode that you it's just it's not something I want to watch again, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna give this a two as well. Okay. I will say this: when we talked about Dirty Money, I did say I thought she was a somewhat threatening, competent villain in that one. Mm-hmm. Like she was able to kidnap Jay Gander Hooter. She also kidnapped Grizzly Cough. She almost won. In this one. She's a, she's like an emotionally manipulated nutcase. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just obsessed with cleaning. That's like her only thing now. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to distract her is make a mess. Like, she's not an effective foul agent in this one at all. Because yeah. it's way too easy for uh, Steelbeak to manipulate her. She comes across, she doesn't come across all that great. Mm-hmm. And Steelbeak saves it, because I think he's he's fun. And... Like I said, the bits of Australia animation, which aren't, isn't a lot, is fine. I like hearing Dan Castellaneta doing other voices besides Megavolt. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Otherwise, um, I'll definitely say out of the nine Disney Australia episodes, this is definitely my least favorite. Mm-hmm. I definitely. Like, there's no contents there. Um, the, but there that's was... really... There, 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 yeah, there, were, there was one thing I wanted to mention, too, that I... I briefly heard uh still be mentioned his predecessor they didn't really talk about that though yeah they only mentioned that he was fed through a trash compactor at the beginning of the episode 
Mm-hmm. But was the predecessor like the one who was running foul? Uh, well, not running foul, but he probably, was like the, they're like their the, top agent or the something? last top agent. Yeah. Okay, and because then I heard Steelbeat mention that he was now going to be the high chief agent. Right. Okay. Well, this is the one. I mean, I'm as far as foul goes, you kind of starting to see the cracks in the whole foul thing mm-hmm. because there's like they call Steelbeak and they say to him. We need money, go rob some banks. Like, if that's all Fowl is good for at this point, you might as well move on because that's that's nothing, you know? Yeah. Like, the idea of, like, wiping the ink off money and dirty money and then taking, ruining the world's money supply or putting missiles into trees or mm-hmm. stopping the Earth with that rocket, those are, like, serious threats. Yeah. Like this, is this one It's just, like, we need money, go need rob a bank. Yeah. And this isn't the only time they do something like this with Fal. And I feel like they're kind of bored with Fal. I get the, I get the overall feeling. Do you feel that with this one? Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel it until you just now mentioned it. You know what I'm saying? You brought up a good point there. I didn't even think of it like that because like before they were like trying to destroy the earth, control the climate. They were building machines, building rockets, uh building bears, you know, like they were they were on top of their game, and it's like, now nah, we're just broke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the episode's really an excuse to take two villains and pair them up. Mm-hmm. But considering the, the next time they pair up the two villains, and you know which two villains I'm talking about, mm-hmm. that overshadows this like crazy. You know, Megavolt and Quackerjack. I can't wait till we get to that pairing. Oh, man, we're um, both going to love that one. <laughs> but um, I want to also mention we have these three consecutive Steelbeak episodes. Mm-hmm. Once those three are done, we're not going to see much of Foul after that. Okay. We're this close to them being done with the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'm honestly, I will admit, I'm struggling a bit to talk about this episode because I don't have much to say at all. Okay. You know. All right. So, Mike, it's what just, episode we got next then? Another Steelbeak episode. More Foul. Um, we have. Is the it the Speeding Bullet ones? Yeah, I was I was gonna slowly lead to that. We're doing smarter than a speeding bullet, mm-hmm. starring Comic Guy, everyone's favorite Darkwing Duck character, right? <laughs> Oof, ho ho! <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be interesting to talk about when we get there next time. Okay. But that's it. Um, that's our episode. All right, so guys, you know, tune in next week as we talk about um, Smarter Than a Speeding Bullet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sorry, you know, Foul kind of was let down on this episode. It's not a great episode. It's it's not the worst, but it's it's not even in the middle of the pack for me, man. Yeah, this is yeah, it's lower than the middle for me. Okay, well, all yeah, right, guys, it is it is what it is. Well, yeah. Well, you know, we appreciate you guys listening in, and uh, we appreciate you guys following us on Facebook, man. Pete, please. Uh, start subbing to our YouTube channel as well because uh, we've been posting up videos every Wednesday with commercials, promos, and then you know we got this new series. Um, Mike did his part on the new series. He's waiting on me. <laughs> yeah, we, we do have something special coming up. It's been a bit delayed. Yeah, but, um, we'll get it, was, it out. Yeah, it was. It's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, and taking a lot longer than I thought. But uh, it, it'll come. I promise you guys, it will come. Yeah, so definitely stick to our YouTube channel. Even if you just subscribe to our podcast app, there are things we do that you're missing out on. Mm-hmm. So definitely head over to YouTube and subscribe. We'd love it if you did that so you don't miss stuff that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. 
And when our little project, a little side project is ready, we'll let everybody know. All right. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Make sure you guys stay dangerous. Yep. Stay clean. <laughs> stay clean. <laughs>